guys, welcome to episode 153 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw. Now let's chat. Well, hello there. So before we get into today's episode with Giselle Shaw, I did note on last week's episode that I will be making a couple of announcements regarding the future of a wrestling gal. And I promise it's nothing too drastic, but the first order of business is to note that I will be pausing a wrestling gal's Patreon page starting June 1st so I can take the time to truly reevaluate and revamp the tiers and what content exactly I want to produce and the content that you guys want to see. So I am definitely going to be putting out some forums for feedback on what exclusive content you guys actually want to see that you guys would actually want to support and see and listen to on a Wrestling Gal Patreon in the future. So that will be taking place this summer as I reevaluate and adjust and, you know, revamp all the tiers and the content that you guys want to see and the content that is special and manageable for myself. So I will be pausing that starting June 1st, reevaluating and revamping and hopefully launching again this fall. So stay tuned on the future of a Wrestling Gal Patreon. And I again, I want to thank all of my loyal patrons throughout this last nine months of Patreon. It's been really, really fun, but I think it's time for a little upgrade. But to do that, I need to take some time away so I can reset, refocus, and put full effort into this new revamp and kind of rejuvenation in a Wrestling Gale Patreon. So that is that. Now time for the bigger announcement of the two, perhaps. The second order of business regarding the future of a Wrestling Gale is that I will be reducing the number of episodes per week to two unless under special circumstances, whether that be for a certain brand promotion, a a certain collaboration, or a special series of interviews, I promise you will know when it is a special circumstance. But the reasoning behind this, and I'm going to be honest with everybody here, with my ever-changing schedule and newfound projects and collaborations and partnerships, I do not want to compromise my quality content on a wrestling gal. And so two episodes per week seems very doable and manageable. And to me, that still allows me enough time and space to produce quality content, whether that's interviews or special episodes or again, special occasions. For me, that is truly a space where I think I can continue to produce the content that is up to my standards and the quality that you all loyal listeners deserve to hear. 
And another reason behind this reduction in episodes simply just comes down to time. Not only do I not want to compromise my quality, but it comes down to time. Like I said, I also do have a lot of outside partnerships and collaborations and projects that I am also working on at the moment right now, and a few new obligations that I am very excited to announce in the very near future coming up in the month of June. So I'm super excited for that. But in the meantime, I do hope you all look forward to future A Wrestling Gal content. I am so excited for upcoming projects and collaborations in accordance with A Wrestling Gal and myself, Ella J, in general, with everything going on outside of A Wrestling Gal. I am super excited and I, I hope you all can understand this change with my schedule adjusting and my career path ever evolving. I want to thank you all for supporting A Wrestling Gal and Ella J. And thank you all again for 10,000 listens in less than two years. I can't believe that the two-year anniversary of a wrestling gal is coming up very shortly this summer, and I truly couldn't do it without you guys. So I hope you all can understand, and I hope you all look forward to the future of a wrestling gal. We are still going to be producing some amazing content with some awesome guests lined up. I am super excited not only for all my projects and partnerships, but a wrestling gal in general and growing the brand, growing the name and growing an audience with all of you and sharing stories, insights and different perspectives within the world of wrestling. So, yeah, thank you so much. I hope you all can understand and let me know your feedback and stay tuned for more news coming up in the very near future, which will be exclusively announced on Twitter on at It's Ella J, my personal Twitter. So I look forward to sharing the good news with you all very shortly. But without further ado, let us get into this interview with the one and only, the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw. So how are you doing today, Giselle? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm fantastic to be chatting with you today. You have a lot of fun stuff going on, which we will talk about a little bit later. But firstly, how have you managed to stay positive throughout this last year of craziness in the world? I mean, it has been very difficult. And I know everyone has had to, you know, find their own positive, oh, how do you say this? Positive, you know, ways, I guess, or different ways to stay positive. But um, for me, you know, it's just like, it's just like life is what it is, you know, like you either stay down or you get up and I choose to get up. And um, I know it's, it's really hard to just say that in words, but um, I really feel like everyone just needs to find, you know, that deep inside them, that, that courage, you know, to just like stand up and um, stay positive. Yeah. And it, it's essentially like, like people say, life is literally what you make it. And everybody has different outlets for staying positive and staying busy throughout this last year of craziness. But something I've been curious to know is you were obviously familiar with traveling the world from North America to the UK <laughs> to Japan and many, many more, I'm sure. So has there ever been a time where you have experienced immense culture shock? Um, When I definitely went to Japan, that was that was so different um, in a good way, but 
um, you know, they do things very differently than we do in North America. Um, so when I went there, I think I was in my first year wrestling as well. So, um, you know, just like the culture in general, you know, like you just need to be like super, like, I mean, you need to be respectful in general, but like in Japan, I felt like you need to be like extra respectful and just, um, and just, you know, learn to appreciate the culture as well. That was really nice there. What was your favorite aspect of the culture then in Japan, whether it was the food, whether it was certain mannerisms or activities, what was your favorite part? I loved the fact that in Japan, you know, they looked at wrestling as um, like the, they had respect for it. Like the fans had respect for it and they really appreciated, you know, the craft. Right. So like you could be doing something and they just paid attention to you, you know, um, more. And I know like, this is not like a snide remark about like any fans or something, because I do love all the fans and I appreciate all the mm -hmm. fans. But, you know, it is very different from, let's say, here in the United Kingdom or in North America, where, you know, like, the fans get to like heckle you because that's fun, too. But in Japan, you know, everybody just like, you know, you like you hear like you wrestle and you hear nothing because they're just, just so drawn into what you're doing in the ring. And you know, they're paying attention. So that's what I really loved about Japan. And I guess the food too, because I really love sushi and they make the best sushi in the world. <laughs> Ooh, I've actually never had sushi as, as sad as that is like any like what? sushi. I know. I know it's crazy. I'm a very picky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Avril, are, did you like fish? I mean, I have, I feel like I want to say no, but then again, I haven't had enough fish to know that I'm sure there's something out there that I would like. So on that scope, then if I were to go to Japan and have like a delicate sushi, what would you suggest then since we're being open-minded here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I re oh gosh, I love all kinds of sushi, but um, oh God, I don't know what it's called, but there's like, it's like a little octopus, I guess. Ooh. Um, Yes, that was really, really good. And like this, okay, the sushi in Japan is so good that like, you know, when you, when you eat it and it's just like butter, almost, like it just melts in your mouth. Like I've had sushi and they're not so great places out there. And then you're like, oh gosh, like I, I really feel like I didn't eat, you know, I didn't eat that. But when you go to Japan, it's just like a must, like you have to have the sushi. And, and they also have like this, um, it's like a conveyor belt like mm -hmm. they put the sushi there yeah and then it's just unlimited you know it just keeps going around and around and around and then you just pick up whatever you want and you eat it and it's it's phenomenal <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna take your word for that i gotta yeah i think you <laughs> should really, try it <laughs> okay we'll do booking my flight right now um just kidding <laughs> but i hope to one day for sure now obviously with every different part of the world at least with wrestling i feel like there's like a slightly different wrestling style wherever you go so have you ever mm -hmm. found it difficult or shocking at any point to adjust to a slightly different variation of a wrestling style at all no, no, not at all. Um, I really love to learn all kinds of wrestling techniques. Um, and the way like people wrestle, um, I just, I just want to learn everything, you know, and wrestling is like, it's such a three ring circus, you know, it's not like everyone wrestles the same, which is, you know, like that's cool. I have met people, um, that wrestle the same as me. Um, but I love the variety of it and, um, being able to wrestle someone, let's say, you know, um, like as a, a powerhouse, for example, mm -hmm. you know, so then now I have to think um, to myself, like, okay, like what kind of a wrestler would, 
you know, would outmaneuver a powerhouse. So then, you know, so like having learned all this different kinds of wrestling, um, you really dig deep down inside you and you're like, okay, like, I feel like this tells like the best story, you know, when you go out there. And um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I think just learning really um, the craft and, all, you know, everything about it. It's just, it's just, um, like, I, I just love it. I love wrestling <laughs> and, and learning. <laughs> For sure. And like we said, you were very well versed with traveling the world. And speaking of traveling, I know you used to work as a flight attendant before you attended, uh, before you pursued wrestling. So I'm just curious, do you have any like wild or weird experiences while working on board or during a shift during your flight attendant days? Oh gosh, I have so many stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um I'll I'll do share this one um really weird, you know, example or story, I guess, is that um <laughs> so when I was, you know, in flight and we, so we used to do this um so we call them like the rig pig flights because it's just like the riggers, you know. Um mm-hmm. it's like a chartered flight and um and we take them, you know, from like the private airport they're in to um the oil rigs and um yeah so that you know we go there and then so we take another bunch of people um from the rig because they're going home like you know their rotation's done and then back to um i think it was edmonton they were going to um so you know this one person's like hey um may please borrow um you know like a pen and paper i was like yeah sure like here you go whatever you know the flight goes on blah 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 and then um at the end of the flight you know i even forgot about it you know so you know they're deep playing and like okay have a good day see you later bye and then the same guy you know he says hey you dropped something and i said no i didn't he's like no you did um and i was like no i did it he's like no seriously you did so i was just like okay yeah sure so it was paper that he was writing on and he gave me his phone number Yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't. Call, I didn't call him. I, I just mm-hmm. say that I didn't call him. But um, yeah, just like so many weird things that happened on the flights. You know, I've had like passengers change in the bathroom, but have the bathroom like wide open, and I'm like, oh can you god. like maybe? Yeah, it's like, can you can you <laughs> shut the door? Maybe like it's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> but like you have to have like this, you know, just like a big smile, you know, mm-hmm. and um, even like coming in at work, you know, at four o'clock for example, and, you know, like everyone's grouchy and then you have to have like this big smile on your face and you're like, oh yeah, like, hi, good morning, welcome on board. And then they're like, so miserable, you know, mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh, it's my job. I'm like, do you really think that I want to be here at four o'clock with you? No, I don't, <laughs> no. but <laughs> welcome aboard. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I, I have that kind of same mentality because I work retail as my day job right now. So granted, Ooh. it's never been at like four o'clock in the morning, but that same, like you have to have a smile on your face, even if you're yeah. like miserable or in like having weird stuff happen, like in, uh-huh. in the store. And like, I, I get that, like that service aspect of it. So yeah, yes. I, I, I can relate on that level. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to work retail. Yeah. And yeah, that was that's that was really hard work. Did you have to like fold like all the clothes all the time? So, so I currently work at a drugstore, <laughs> so it's not like clothes or anything. Oh, um, it, it's kind okay. of like smaller than a department store, but um, okay. still like it's still that service transaction and retail. It, we don't really have yeah. any clothes. It's more like 
like think of like your grocery store or like a department store, but smaller, like in between a convenience uh-huh. store and a department store, I would say is like the size of it. Um, okay. So yeah, luckily I, I don't, but it's still like, customer service. Yeah. It's still customer service. So it's like, oh my God, you know, so I can. Really- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get you girl. <laughs> now during your time as a flight attendant, what was the coolest place you got to visit or explore? Um, well, I mostly stayed, you know, can well, Canada wide. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was cool, you know, to see like Montreal, um, that like it's so beautiful there it's just you know and then like have you ever had like you know have you ever had poutine before yes isn't it amazing yes so yeah so like having it in montreal you know it's like even better because you get like the real like cheese curds Mm -hmm. and um yeah so um i love montreal ottawa is really nice too um and the cool thing about also from like the the airline that I used to work for is I got to go up north. So um, I would say Iqaluit. Iqaluit's really nice. It's it's freezing during the winter. But, you know, just be able to actually say that I've been above, you know, um, like, the, well, I guess the north um, compared to, you know, when people say, oh, yeah, like, you know what, like, I went to a holiday or something. And you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I went to Mexico or I went to Dominican Republic. It's like the exact same thing or Hawaii. But, you know, but it's like for me, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Like, I, I've been to the north. It's pretty cool. And if you ever get the chance to take a look at it, like go because, you know, it's such um, it's like one of those like hidden gems in the world that you guys, you know, people need to go and see. Yeah, I feel like people like always like, yeah, yeah, exclude like Canada and the north. So like I'm from Buffalo, New York, which is like 20 minutes away from like the, I live yeah. from the Peace Bridge. So I've been to Toronto yeah. and like, Canada many times. And like I per- I mean, personally, I prefer the, the cold over the, the heat. But that's yeah. just me personally. <laughs> But people always like give us a bad rep. I'm like, we're used to it though. So like it, it it's beautiful oh, yeah. though. You know? I used I used to live in Niagara Falls. So oh, when you said Buffalo, yep. I'm like, yeah. I was at Niagara Falls the other day, girl. <laughs> oh girl. But you know what? Like, can we just say though that <laughs> Niagara Falls in Canada is so much better than yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I've been on the Canada side because obviously the border is closed and everything. But yeah, oh. I have to agree. But it was just so nice to finally like be back there the other day and I mean it was just like wow it's been a while yeah no it it is it's one of those things again that if you live nearby though or if you live you know in that city like you don't really experience it because you live there yeah but then you know like you move away and you're like oh wow like let's do this let's do that like we should do those things like yeah why didn't I do those when I was living there Now, switching gears here, obviously, I just want to know personally, I know you grew up, um, You, I've seen you say that most girls in the Philippines dream of growing up to be like a beauty queen and stuff like that. So did you ever feel any pressure to pursue beauty pageants? And if so, did you ever actually delve into them growing up? Um, yeah, no, in the Philippines, like, we're very known to, you know, do the beauty pageants, like Miss mm-hmm. Universe, Miss, I don't know. I don't miss world or something. I don't even know. There's so many pageants out there, but it's such a huge thing. And, um, I have no idea why, you know, like Philippines, such a, like, I don't know, like we do well, I guess we do, we do well in them, but, um, yeah, you know, growing up, people want you to be like, like represent your country and stuff. Like that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. But, um, I, I never really, 
you know, I just, I never really thought, you know, that like it was something that I would want to pursue. Um, it's, it was cool, you know, on paper to do that. But I mean, like, I don't think I could do like the training to be a beauty pageant. <laughs> I think it's too, um, I think it's too crazy. Like, have you seen, um, you know, like beauty pageant shows? I, like, it's I, just, yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen them depicted on like TV shows and movies, and then I've seen like certain reality shows with it. But I feel like I've yeah. never actually gotten to see the actual, like the event depicted as something. I feel like I've never actually seen the actual process of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. No, I. I don't think like I could ever. You know, it's like you have to be so poised and mm-hmm. like there's just so many things. You know, and I'm not really um the most poised person. I guess out there so see i would have thought at least through wrestling you seem so poised but again like we're all different when we're probably like on stage like doing a character or something yeah i think like i think like for me wrestling you know translated to me for me anyways like better Mm -hmm. rather than being a beauty pageant when i did work at um wow Mm -hmm. uh women in wrestling in la yeah they um yeah so when first season I was, you know, Azteca. So like they gave me like this mask and then this like headdress as well. So I was like, Oh, like, that's cool. But then second season, they're like, Oh, we want you to be more yourself. So like, you know, from the Philippines, like they do a lot of beauty pageants. I was like, Oh, great. Cool. And then, so they actually, you know, gave me like this train, this crown and like it had feathers on it. Like it was pretty cool. Like I get to live, you know, I guess like the beauty pageant life, but I still could kick butt in wrestling. So it was almost like having the best of both worlds. Yeah. See, and I feel like, like you put it, wrestling really combines that like beauty, entertainment and athleticism. So, I mean, going along with that, you are known as the quintessential diva and you, I feel like you perfectly encapsulate that beauty, entertainment and athleticism. So where did this term quintessential actually come about when you were cultivating this moniker? So, um, when I started wrestling, like Trish Shaddis was such a huge influence yeah. to me mm-hmm. growing up, but you know, um, like I, I went to my first show and, um, you know, I was untrained still at the time, but you know, I just thought, Hey, you know what? Um, like I was invited to a show by a friend, you know, a couple of my friends and, you know, they said, Hey, like, do you want to come to a show? And I said, like, is it? like Greco wrestling or is it uh, like WGB kind of wrestling? And then they said, no, it's um, WGB style. I said, okay, fine. Like, let's do this. <laughs> and yeah. So I'm like, this, like, this is amazing. And I saw it, you know, watched it and I just fell in love with it more. You know, like, I've watched it growing up, but like seeing that live and it was an indie show too, mm-hmm. you know, uh, PWA in Edmonton. Um, it just made me fall in love with it more. And so, you know, I, went to the promoter and I was like, hi, you know, my name's Giselle. Nice to meet you. I really want to be the, uh, a wrestler and, you know, I want to be the next Trish Stratus. <laughs> that's what I said to him. And um, he's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Um, that's a really big shoe, you know, to fill, but um, I think you should go get trained. And then, so I found, you know, like Lancer and all that stuff, but um, cultivating the quintessential diva, you know, I, I thought to myself, okay, like she inspired me as someone who really showed that you can be athletic, you can mm-hmm. be, you know, like beautiful, you can be smart, you know, you can you, you can just be all these things. 
And um, and so I thought, okay, like I was just thinking, like what word could that be? And you know, quintessential came to mind. And I said, well, quintessential just means like you're everything. Perfect. And yeah. you know, yeah, you know, and and so you have to. Um, well, then I thought like diva added to it because at that time, you know, we were still calling the women wrestlers divas, yes. and you know, like I know it's it's got such a bad. Um, you know, like when you say diva, like it doesn't sound too well, I guess, for wrestlers these days. But, you know, like to me, it is something good because um, I don't look at it as a negative kind of way. You know, like being a diva to me means that like you're this strong, independent, you know, woman that like, you know, um, that you can be in a men dominated industry and still, you know, like kick butt and, you know, do really well. So um, I thought, you know, quintessential diva was just, it was perfect. And um, so, yeah, that's how I came about with that name. Yeah. Smart, beautiful, powerful. They, they used to have commercials for these running all the time. And I mean, I personally don't get why it has a bad rep because I think diva, I think, like you said, like smart, beautiful, powerful. But then again, I feel like the name is perfect, but I feel like the image or the rap that um, at least in WWE during that time, they weren't fully shown on the spotlight. So I think when people think diva, they just have that picture of them, but the word yeah. diva is really powerful. So I feel like it it's like two different elements, but when people like hear it, like you said, I feel like it does get a bad rep, but for me, like diva, like was what I grew up on. And so it was always those powerful, strong, intelligent women going out there, putting their bodies on the line and, and showing up and showing out and doing what they had to do. So I, I, I agree with you. And like, if you look at the music industry too, when you say diva, you know, like you have like Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Mm -hmm. like Mariah Carey, um, you know, all these Mm -hmm. singers that are so successful, you know, and to them, like, you know, they call themselves divas Mm -hmm. and that wasn't, that wasn't a bad thing. So, um, but I do understand, I understand, you know, why, you know, it has a negative connotation in wrestling. But um, I feel like we shouldn't look at it like negatively. <laughs> move, yeah, move past it. Like, you know, exactly. Now, speaking about your overall kind of diva esque look, your ring gears are always on point, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, thank, so do you have you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Do you have any kind of particular ring gear inspirations that you draw from? So, um, yeah, I do. Um, so my character, I've always based it on. Um, being a Victoria's Secret Angel mm-hmm. slash Mariah Carey J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, if, if you look at my gears, like they have um, almost like a nod to stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, like this is like, you know, um, this is what inspired me. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my gears has the, like the wings on it, just, you know, for Victoria's Secret. Um, and then... Like, you know, the maple leaf, obviously, because I'm Canadian. Um, and then for my new gear, because I've been living in Wales, so I'm doing like a Welsh tribute. And um, I've added also like a Philippine, like sun stars mm-hmm. as well in there. And um, yeah, like I just like to, you know, um, look at things that like mean something to me and then apply it, you know, on, on my ring gear. And, you know, and you can never get enough rhinestones because I feel like, no, I'm um, the quintessential 
diva. So I need to be like, when I go out there, like I, I need to be sparkling. Oh, like, I need to be you. blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that is my, you know, inspirations usually for my, for my years. Ooh, I love it. Like, honestly, you have one of the best, if not the best, like wrestling gear game, honestly. Oh, thank very, you so like, much. Very up there. That. Um, thank sp- you. <laughs> welcome. Speaking on the athleticism aspect right now, I feel like, so out of everybody I think I've ever interviewed, I think you have the most background in athletics and fitness with like figure skating, gymnastics, volleyball, snowboarding, wakeboarding, Zumba instructing. And I'm sure there's even more, but besides wrestling, (laughs) which of these activities have you found to be the most beneficial for you health wise? Um, I would definitely have to say figure skating. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, it's kind of helped me with my wrestling you know, mm-hmm. um, because when I, when I used to skate, um, you know, so it's, so it's different. Like, for example, when you play hockey, because, you know, there's so many of you out there playing, it's, mm-hmm. it's a group, um, sport, you know, but when you're figure skating, you're out there by yourself, if you're a singles competitor. Um, so, you know, you're like, okay, cool. Um, so you wait your turn and there's like so much pressure, you know, that, um, like my coach always used to say, like, don't look at other performers and stuff and like, just put your headphones in and, you know, just focus on your performance. But I feel like that's really helped me um, transition, you know, because like when I'm waiting to go up, um, you know, sorry to go on, um, like I get that same pressure, you know, I get when I used to skate and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my gosh. But then, you know, that's really helped me by like, you know, put your earphones in and then just, you know, wait for your turn and just, you know, like focus. And um, with figure skating as well, you know, like if you mess up, like you got to continue your routine. Like there's no starting over. There's yeah, no nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just have to, if you fell, like dust off, well, not dust off, but, you know, um, get up and then you just continue. And I, I, I do feel like that in wrestling as well. Like if something does go wrong, you know, like you have to, either improvise and like keep going and pretend as if like it didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, um, I think that's, um, what's helped me the most, I think like sport wise. Now on a personal level, what for you has been the most fun? Um, I'd say figure skating again and gymnastics. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like the showmanship of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're there, um, you're out there like entertaining people, you know? And like, so like with wrestling, you, it's like, it's, so it's like a soap opera, right? Like you're yeah. trying to get that emotion from people, you know, and you're trying to either get the people to like you or to, you know, hate you. But that's also like in figure skating, you know, like you're out there by yourself and you're trying to like draw this emotion from people, you know, when you're skating and, you know, um, like you're, trying to translate you know, like your movements almost and get them to feel you know what you're feeling so um i think it's very similar almost if that makes sense it does yeah i can understand it's like the, it's like there's another art it's not just specifically the sport it's like performance too so you have like two it's like a two not two dimensional it's like three dimensional kind of you have the sport fitness level then you have like the performance art aspect of it just like wrestling Yes, exactly. 
So I think it's just the um the entertainment of it, you know, yeah. and the showmanship of it. Yeah, that's what I really love. Now, in your whole fitness experience and workouts, is there any go-to songs or artists that really amp you up? Um, definitely Beyonce. <laughs> I'm a diva. <laughs> yeah, li- literally. Um, but I- I've been listening to um, the- her homecoming album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's just so good, and I love it. And you know, and it's just so inspiring. She's a very inspiring. Um, person you know um she empowers women and i really love mm-hmm. that and not just women too you know i think like just people in general mm-hmm. um her lyrics also kind of like it's positive and it's uplifting so she's definitely my go-to and mariah carey obviously <laughs> now which mariah carey song is your favorite of all time of all time oh gosh um there's a lot of good ones yeah, I was like, oh gosh, she's got like what, 18 number ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging her. Um, no, um, I would have to say We Belong Together. Like that was, Ooh, you know, classic. the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that was like the song that like when she came back after like her, you know, her like breakdown or something yeah. or whatever. Um, and again, you know, she proved that she's like, yeah, you know what? Like just because I was down doesn't mean that I can't come back. And she came back strong and she's what, still irrelevant? And how many yeah. years in the business? An icon. 20, 30? Yeah. Exactly. She's a, she's a legend. An icon. For sure. Now, switching gears here, we have to talk about the fact that you are currently on the WWE Network slash Peacock if you're watching here in the U.S. So before we delve more into that, how does it feel knowing that you are on the grand stage of the WWE Network as a part of progress? It's, um, it's pretty crazy, you know, to think about it. Like, um, I never really would have thought that I'd be, you know, um, in this platform and to be given this opportunity. Um, it's, it's to me, it's still a shock to me. Like, even when you like, you know, when you brought it up, I'm like, huh, like, oh yeah, like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, that is like, I wanted to, you know, growing up, I obviously wanted to be in WB and right now, like, I'm not contracted or anything, but you know, it's still like such an accomplishment to be a part of it and to be, you know, featured on the network. Yeah. Cause not a lot of people get to say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, um, um, I'll take that as a win for now. <laughs> okay. Now, speaking of progress, let's talk about this stacked women's division with yourself, Kanji, Lana Austin, Mercedes Blaze, Alexis Falcon, and more. So what are your thoughts on this current division in progress? I think it's such a, it's such a strong division. Um, we always talked about this and, you know, like not one single person in the female, you know, and sorry, in the women's division, mm-hmm. um, looks the same or acts the same. Oh. Like we're so different in our, um, you know, character wise or whatever. So, um, I, I think it's pretty cool. You know, I, I think it's like definitely one of the strongest divisions out there for sure. And so from here within the women's division of progress, where do you see yourselves going or what are your hopes for the future of the women's division in progress? Well, um, I really hope that it flourishes, you know, um, women are being given such an opportunity right now. And, you know, for myself, you know, 
I am headlining progress with Kanji. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, that is such a huge, huge opportunity. You know, we're not getting, um, six minute, eight minute matches, you know, like where we, we get to main event and it's, it's, it's the biggest what thing that's happened since progress came back and to put that on the women, like that's, um, that's pretty incredible. And, um, yeah. And I hope that, you know, that we do it justice and we do it well, that they continue to give women, you know, not just the women there now, but the women that's going to be there in the future. For sure. Um, more opportunities. For sure. And you talk about possibly adding in women to the division in the future out upon the whole scope of the UK. Who do you think would be another good fit if you were to add to the progress women's division right now? Because there's so many incredible talent out there. So who would you kind of like to see implemented into this division ha- if it does expand in, in the future? Gosh, that's a really tough question. Are we just talking about like in the UK? Because no, there you are can, so- yeah, there's there's a lot of people that are like uh, in the UK, but they're from like Australia or the US. So no, they don't have to specifically be from the UK. I would have to say it would be nice to have, you know, the let's say WWE people come back to progress, mm-hmm. you know, because I really feel like that would, you know, solidify the division. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know that like we're strong right now um, with the girls that are there right now, but I feel like, you know, adding more to it would give it that extra credibility because I know we had that credibility to be, you know, one of the best, um, women's division out there. But, um, you know, because WDB stars right now can't go to the progress, um, take, um, that's just, you know, like it's unfortunate, but I feel like that would add to it. For sure. I would definitely add, like you said, you guys are really, really strong, but adding like some of those names to the uh, division would just strengthen it even more, especially if it's going to be airing on the network. So, so I get that. I get that. (laughs) Now, lastly, a fun question. If you could have any celebrity be your manager for a night, who would you choose and why? Can I just pick one or can I pick two? You can pick two <laughs> if you'd like. Um, celebrity. You know what? I would have to say Mariah Carey and J-Lo. Okay. <laughs> that yeah. would be and did you, super Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, um, I feel like they're such big stars, mm-hmm. you know, that, like as individuals. And um, I feel like also like they have beef or something. So like that would add like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would add to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? An entertainment. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, right? So it's like, it's cool because they're like, oh yeah, we're here for Giselle. But then also like, oh yeah, like I got beef with this girl. So like, you know, and it's wrestling. So like it could ding, totally ding. have like a turn. <laughs> exactly. You know, so um, it's fiasco. I bring fiasco. How's that? They could have an <laughs> impromptu match or they or they could even like sing your entrance live and then somehow have an impromptu match and you could be the referee, Giselle. But then you might end up having <laughs> to pick sides, unfortunately. Yeah. But how amazing would that be, though, if they sang my entrance? Like, how many pyros yeah. do I need? Because I feel like that would just be like the whole stadium just like lit up. You need a good 10 minute set at least for your entrance. Oh, def- 
definitely. I mean, good thing I didn't pick Beyonce because that would be like what a Super Bowl like yeah. halftime show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be there for a good half hour then. Oh my god, I just yeah. imagine. <laughs> I just imagine J Lo and Mariah Carey going at it. <laughs> and oh, <yeah>. throwing like <laughs> bitch slaps and then yeah. Giselle's the referee I'm, I bet you Giselle would love that though that's so funny I would love it like <laughs> I think I think like that would just be you know my dream come true right there like in front of me like wow this is like the coolest thing ever book it somebody book it <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> we see celebrities Imagine, yeah you, you see so many <laughs> celebrities coming into wrestling even if it's just for a one-off like nowadays especially you know like that'd be so cool you know maybe one day maybe hopefully yeah hopefully i'll cross my fingers for that (laughs) now before i let you go can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias yes so i have um instagram and twitter and it's giselle shaw 08 and um and i'm not sure if i'm allowed to plug my only fans here sure okay so i have only fans and um it's OnlyFans slash um, Canadian Destroyer. I love that too. I saw that. I was like, that, <laughs> that is so fitting too. I love that so much. Yeah. We're all about empowering yourself here. I love everything right. that you are doing here and you are doing amazing things right now, not only in progress, you know, but like your whole career, you've come so far and you have so you have a lot to go still. And I'm super excited for you, Giselle. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to where this takes me because, you know, I'm barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been a great experience and I just can't wait um, to see where it goes. Well, thank you <laughs> so much for joining me today, Giselle. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation and hopefully, you know, um, I'll be back soon. Fingers crossed. I mean, granted, I mean, safety first, but fingers crossed that one day I have the pleasure of seeing you perform in person. That would be amazing. That would be so lovely. And we definitely have to take a photo. (laughs) For sure. Thank you so much again, Giselle. No problem. Thank you. And don't forget to check out Progress Chapter 111 this Saturday, May 22nd, as Giselle Shaw takes on Kanji to crown the new Progress Women's Champion on the WWE Network and Peacock.